What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Fred Upton was not expecting the impasse over electing a new Speaker of the House to end today. Speaking on MSNBC, Upton said it's unlikely either Jim Jordan or Austin Scott would get enough votes. He predicted it could come down to Patrick McHenry after some consideration. The world is ablaze right now. Now we've got Israel, we've got Ukraine, and here in Michigan we've got the UAW strike, we have the CR, so we've got all these federal employees running. What the heck is going on? What Are we going to keep the government open a month from now when you're not even talking to each other? Uh, you've got to get still got to get 60 votes in the Senate to try to get anything done. So it's a mess. And it, at some point I think maybe everyone will say, Patrick, you got to think about this and, and work with the Democrats. Upton said McHenry doesn't want the job, but he could envision him becoming Speaker. He described the atmosphere among House Republicans as, quote, really bitter right now. As House Republicans struggle to select a new U.S. Speaker of the House, Congressman Bill Heisinger has been involved in closed-door talks about changing some of the rules to make the process smoother. Fox News reports Republicans were meeting to talk about four proposed amendments to the House Republican Conference rules. Heisinger is behind two of them. One change would require a Q&A session between a candidate for speaker and the House Republican Conference if the candidate couldn't get the needed 217 votes on a secret ballot. The other Heisinger amendment would punish unruly Republican members of the House who say in conference they'll vote for a candidate, but then vote against the candidate on the floor. If they did so, they could lose their committee assignments. Other amendments seek to raise the threshold for a candidate to be nominated before there's a floor vote. The move today came after Congressman Steve Scalise withdrew himself from the running to be the new speaker. A gas station in Benton Harbor has been granted a liquor license by the state, despite objections from city commissioners. At a meeting of the Benton Harbor Public Safety and Parks Committee this week, Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety Director Dan McGinnis said the Michigan Liquor Control Commission approved a liquor license for the Marathon gas station at 310 East Main Street last month. He said the community has maxed out its liquor licenses, and this one was transferred to the gas station out of Bridgman. McGinnis has some issues with the Michigan Liquor Control Commission. Our fight needs to be with LCC, because it's not the first time they have done that. Disrespectful. Very disrespectful. City Commissioner Juanita Henry said the city shouldn't take this lying down. Why don't we fight? I'm just ready, especially when we're in the right. Okay. And especially because they have did this before. We turned them down, and they still gave license. Commissioners have been opposing the addition of any new liquor licenses in the city. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams called for the gas station to be shut down. McGinnis said the city's fight is really with the Michigan Liquor Control Commission for disregarding city leadership. Committee Chair Jerry Edwards said the body will have the city attorney look at its options. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has accepted a grant for the Community Corrections Program for the next year. At a meeting this week, the board, without comment, approved a $172,000 Michigan Department of Corrections grant to run several parts of the program. Of the money, about $84,000 will go to the pretrial supervision program, $22,000 will go to men in crisis, $28,000 will be used for substance abuse testing, $7,000 will be for behavioral health assessments, $2,000 will be used for training, and $22,000 will go toward reimbursement to the Community Corrections Advisory Board. 
The county commission this week also renewed a contract with the Andrews University Forensic Lab at a cost of $147,000. United Federal Credit Union is expanding into Battle Creek. UFCU commercial lending manager Tim Dyer tells us the move has come after the credit union developed multiple partnerships in Battle Creek. It's taken on the role of senior lender on several major community development projects in the community, totaling around $25 million in commercial loans. The relationship has grown enough that we thought it was time to put a full-service branch to better serve not only the members that we had in the community, but also existing members and uh, potential future members in the community. Dyer says this will be a significant development for United Federal Credit Union. It is going to be one of the branches furthest east in the state of Michigan. Uh, you know, anytime we, we expand, it's always a, you know, a fairly big deal to us. But yeah, the idea is just to, to better serve the membership and be able to offer, again, those, those products and services to, to a wider range of individuals and, and businesses. United Federal Credit Union will open its first full-service branch in Battle Creek early next year. The location will be in the Milton, which is in Battle Creek's downtown business district. The branch will occupy 2,900 square feet and house seven full-time staff, including tellers, mortgage loan officers, and commercial lenders. Dyer says this will affect local customers and that they will have a full-service location to visit when they're in Battle Creek. The Rotary Club of St. Joseph Benton Harbor will welcome an international guest speaker on Monday. Club International Chair Lynn Kellogg tells us Graviel Newell Jacobo is from the Dominican Republic and works to, pr- to provide prosthetic limbs to people in need. In the Dominican Republic, there are many, many amputees that do not have limbs. Uh, it's very common to have mistakes, and so working conditions are such that the limb loss is fairly common, and the traditional treatment is to amputate and send folks home. Kellogg says Jacobo lost his own leg as a child, but he was able to get a prosthetic and began advocating for others. He's been on his Building Lives USA tour around the United States to raise money and awareness. Offering an opportunity to donate to the purchase of limbs. There are 800-some people waiting, and they really can't afford to pursue this on their own. Kellogg says it costs about $600 per limb in the Dominican Republic, and Jacobo is hoping to make a huge dent in his 800-person waiting list with the tour. He'll address the Rotary at the Lynn and Freeborn Kellogg Campus for Creative Aging in St. Joseph at noon on Monday. You can also donate to the cause online. We'll have a link to our website. And a community recycling event will be held this Saturday in Lawrence. Callie Marshall with the Van Buren Conservation District tells us they'll be at the Van Buren Intermediate School District on South Pawpaw Street in Lawrence from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. to take a variety of items so they can be recycled free of charge. They'll accept household hazardous waste, foam, passenger and semi-tires, electronics and oil-based and aerosol paint. She says it's important to offer residents a chance to dispose of unwanted substances and electronics without having to throw them into the trash. We hold three of these a year, this being the last of 2023. But typically, our residents can expect events in Papa in June, August in South Haven, and then the October event in Lawrence. Marshall says recycling keeps harmful items out of the waste stream. A lot of these things can leach into our environment and our groundwater. So by getting rid of like the chemicals and the pesticides in our collection events, we're keeping those things contained and reduce those hazards and keeping them out of our environment. Any Van Buren County resident can stop by to drop off items. They're asked to bring along an ID to prove they live in the county. The event will be held tomorrow, rain or shine. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
The war between Israel and Hamas has been expanding. More from Michelle Franzen. Concerns of a widening conflict nearly one week after Hamas militants carried out deadly attacks in southern Israeli villages, killing at least 1,300, including 27 Americans. Israeli officials issuing a 24-hour notice for more than one million Palestinians living in North Gaza to evacuate further south. As Israel prepares for a possible ground offensive, the U.S. called that a tall order. ABC's James Longman has more on the challenges. Israel is now engaged in this huge bombing campaign, but Hamas's operation is basically underground. So, yes, they're striking targets across Gaza. The IDF says they're trying to hit command and control, but how much damage are they actually doing to Hamas's capabilities? I think that what we're seeing is the Israelis doing what they can to try to minimize their own casualties if and when they go in. More than 1,800 Palestinians have died in Israeli airstrikes so far. With continuing coverage, Israel at war, Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Palestinians began a mass exodus from northern Gaza today after Israel's military told around a million people to evacuate toward the southern part of the besieged territory. That's an unprecedented order applying to almost half the population ahead of an expected ground invasion against the ruling Hamas militant group. The U.N. warned that so many people fleeing in mass would be a calamity. Hamas dismissed the evacuation order as a ploy and called on people to stay in their homes. The militant group staged a shocking and brutal attack on Israel nearly a week ago that killed 1,300, and roughly 1,800 Palestinians have died in Gaza so far. Meanwhile, Lloyd Austin juggling war support efforts in both Ukraine and Israel today. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. In Tel Aviv, the Defense Secretary seeing firsthand some of the security assistance the administration is providing to Israel. And he addressed if U.S. support for now two conflicts might eventually grow thin. We will stand with Israel even as we stand with Ukraine. The United States can walk and chew gum at the same time. Concerns are building that the current hostilities could escalate into a more dangerous regional conflict. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. In Israel's call for the evacuation of half of Gaza, many Palestinians fear a repeat of their mass exodus from what's now Israel. Palestinians refer to it as the Nakba, or catastrophe, during the 1948 war surrounding Israel's creation. An estimated 700,000 Palestinians fled or were expelled from what is now Israel before and during the war. Seventy-five years later, they and their descendants have not been allowed back because their return would render Jews a minority in Israel. As support is expressed for Israel, demonstrations are also planned in New York and major cities throughout the nation in support of Palestinians. One of the largest will be in Times Square. ABC's Dave Packer has more. New York City stepping up police presence and patrols today on what Hamas is calling a day of rage. Heavily armed counterterrorism and strategic response officers showing their presence in Times Square. All officers, even those who would have had the day off, required to report to work in uniform today. State police have been activated and the National Guard has been directed to patrol major transportation hubs. Dave Packer, ABC News, New York. The White House says that North Korea has delivered more than 1,000 containers of military equipment and munitions to Russia for its ongoing war in Ukraine. Speculation about a North Korean plan to refill Russia's munitions stores drained in its protracted war with Ukraine flared last month when North Korean leader Kim Jong-un traveled to Russia to meet Vladimir Putin and visit key military sites. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said today he believes Kim is seeking sophisticated Russian weapons technologies in return for the munitions to boost North Korea's military. The U.S. House of Representatives is still without a speaker. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan is vying for the job after Steve Scalise dropped out with insufficient support, but Georgia Congressman Austin Scott also says he's running. 
ABC's chief congressional correspondent Rachel Scott says the process reflects a bitterly divided party. You have Jim Jordan who says he's confident, he thinks that the party can get there, that he can get 217 votes. And then you have someone like Steve Womack who says there is not anyone in America, he says, that he believes can get 217 votes. And he went on to tell me that he is nervous about the consequences of all the dysfunction that is happening within the Republican Party, saying right before an election when you have the crisis in Israel, the deadline to fund the government right around the corner, this is sending the wrong message to the American people, and he's urging the party to come together, but he says he doesn't even know how that's going to happen. And at the box office this weekend, there's only one new movie to watch. It happens to star Taylor Swift. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Welcome to the Eras Tour. It's being hailed as the movie that will save the fall box office. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert film is in theaters now, and the expectations are high. There hasn't been a true blockbuster opening weekend since Barbie debuted in July. Swift's movie looks like it'll fill those high heels with $100 million or more in ticket sales this weekend in North America. That's rare for a film these days. It would be only the sixth triple-digit opening of the year. But those numbers would be unprecedented for a concert film. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood.